Welcome, welcome, welcome back for another episode, y'all. We have the Avengers are back in town today, and we are about to have an absolutely amazing, amazing show. We are here with Ryan Blackburn from Mile High Sport, Adam Mades from DNBR, and Matt Moore, as you know, HP Basketball with the Action Network. And this is going to be incredible. We have an excellent episode upcoming for y'all talking about the Phoenix Suns, talking about Devin Booker and Kevin Durant and the rest of that loaded, top-heavy roster with the Suns. And we're going to talk about what the Denver Nuggets can do to try and make it a series for some people. But then, you know, maybe they can win it. We'll find out. So, look, I'm excited, y'all. This is going to be great. I'm really excited about this upcoming series. How's everybody doing today? Good. I'm, I'm sad that you didn't do the Locked on Nuggets intro. That's uh, <laughs> got to be the Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Adam Morris, Matt Moore. This is Locked on Nuggets. That would have been, been fun. I, I don't know why we have to be the Avengers. Can't we be the Traveling Wilburys? Isn't that just as cool? <laughs> you're such an old man. Is that a good like, reference? Like, I'm old, but like you're set, like – like the, the section of humans that are following a D like a Nuggets hardcore basketball show that are going to get that reference, a great one, mind you, like a, like a great reference. But like, we're- if you would have told you know like middle school Adam that musician super team not cool, comic book super team very cool, I would I I just don't know. This the world is upside down to me. I'm not going to lie to you, Adam. I don't know who those people are. <laughs> Yeah, Ryan, never Ryan. Will. Anyway, Ryan, is that is that you in your age group? Do you know who they are? I have no idea. I just laughed along <laughs> and said, "Like, oh, that's what I do, man." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. We're good." <laughs> All right, y'all. It's going to be an incredible episode. So the first thing is we're going to actually do a small, quick recap of the Wolf series. You know, we haven't talked since that series, so we got a few things to get into. Um, Hurricane Teabag said he loves to reference Adam, so always shout out to Hurricane Teabag on that. Uh, we're going to close out the Wolves series, and then we're going to get into this upcoming Sun series, which starts tomorrow. Today's Friday starts on Saturday. Um, I think it's 6.30 Mountain Standard Time is to start it again? Yep, yep, that's correct. Okay, so we got a lot to get into. So, Adam, I would love to start with you, and then obviously uh, Matt, I'd love to follow up, and then Ryan. As you have closed out the Wolves series, are there any last takeaways that you have uh, from that series and things that you liked and things you didn't like. Did you say you start with Ryan? No, sorry, Adam, Adam. Start with you. Oh, <laughs> um, you know he's the big takeaway is like he's just going through Wilbury's references now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about I'm traveling Wilbury's lyrics. That's all he's doing. Um, you know I don't know. I the Nuggets I don't think tried that hard in that series. I mean, the Nuggets look really good. They proved they could defend in big moments. Jamal Murray, probably the biggest story, proved that he can be at that level again, play at that level. Um, To me, though, the Nuggets' defense remains a bit of a question to me, but I'm inclined to believe that they rose to the uh, occasion, so to speak, meaning they didn't have to be that great defensively. And so they played better than regular season defense, but I still think they're going to have to have another level in them uh, to go in this Phoenix series. So th- for me, that's that's my big takeaway, and that sort of sets the table for for round two. I think the Wolves are probably better than people realize. I think that team is well-coached. I think that the team is pretty disciplined outside of Carl Anthony Towns. I thought Rudy Gobert played great. I, thought, I think Anthony Edwards is always big in these moments. I think Kyle Anderson's a pain to deal with because of his discipline and how smart he is. Uh, I thought that NAW played great in that series. I thought Torian Prince was, had a bad early start, but got better as the series went on. And they were shorthanded. That Wolves team still fought. I was pretty impressed with, with the Wolves, honestly. Um, I kind of wonder if, like, I will say this. I am not, I started off the series pretty cautious about the Nuggets. I am not more skeptical of them after that series. I'm not necessarily like, oh man, just see them versus the Wolves. Uh, like some teams are with their first round series. Um, results but i do think that ultimately like look playoffs the thing well i'll say this every player is like you do not uh, do not understand how tough the playoffs are like they are so difficult even if it seems easy uh and so ultimately like i think the nuggets had a test in front of them i needed to see that they were serious they showed they were serious they passed the test hmm. and yes neil in the comments i absolutely did just wake up i forgot to set my alarm that's unfortunate uh <laughs> But no, I'm I'm I agreement with both of these guys and, and and with Swipe, of course, that look this this was a good proof of concept for Denver, I think, in that first round where 
you didn't know exactly what they would be approaching the series with. You didn't know how the rotation would look. You didn't know what some of those other lineups and, and groupings would look like. But I thought everything worked, at least to the degree that you could really hope it did. And I know the the Wolves aren't – they're not the strongest bit of competition that the Nuggets are going to face in these playoffs. But if you're looking for excitement and at least a reason to believe – I think the Nuggets bench actually give, gave you something. I think they, they gave you some good stuff to really look forward to uh, for the rest of the series. So we will see what it looks like. But I'm, I'm actually more excited about this series than I previously was. Swipe, what do you think? Yeah, um, I thought it was a really good series. By the way, Matt, uh, don't think I did not see your Patrick Mahomes jersey. You just took off it your chair. It wasn't a jersey. Uh, from the I just draft. have it on the back <laughs> because I, my shirt doesn't stand out. I swear to God, I'm going to get another background. He's so mad at me. I'm trying. Here. I'm trying. I took it off. Took it off. <laughs> this is Draymond Green kicking somebody in the privates level of, hey, man, this was an accident. I, I was just like, I just, my arm, I was laying out. The laundry was out. I just, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought it was a really good series. I think, you know, I love, I know that, uh, that Adam and Ryan and Matt are in their playoff bag when they're using the phrase proof of concept. Um, so I think that was a really good series for that. Um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, I'm not going to lie. I, I liked him in the regular season uh, when he was with Utah. Remember remember when Denver played against him early in the year? I think he had like 27, like five yeah. and three in one of their non-defense games they played. Um, but, you know, it was a really good game from that concept because I actually think Nikhil Alexander-Walker is a better defender for certain things Jamal Murray does than Josh Okogie will be. So I think that was a really good first test for him. And then I think I think you wanted to see the Nuggets turn it on and defensively turn it on in spurts and then see if they could carry that momentum from March 3rd on. And I think it proved too, Ryan, and we talked about this before, but that 8-10 and 10 stretch they had to close the year out, they were just coasting through the whole year. And I think that we kind of got a chance to see that there's a level they could reach. But I think now with the Sun Series, I think this is going to be them taking it to another level altogether. I, I do think there's some negative I, – I shouldn't say negative takeaways. There's some questions that Denver's going to have to answer in this next round that they did not answer in that first one. I mean, one of them is – I've talked about this a lot, but just Jamal's level of fatigue. I do think not having a reliable backup point guard – makes it harder on Jamal. Not having more ball handling is going to make it harder. And this is a series where I think Phoenix would be smart to try to exasperate that and really wear uh, wear Jamal down. I think Jokic in the pick and roll, they were great at it in the moments that mattered most. But I always say, you know, you hope that Denver has enough in the tank to go through the entire playoffs playing hard on defense. I think the first round probably demonstrated that that's not even true. Like they still have to pick their spots even in the playoffs. They just can pick a lot more spots. I, but obviously against the Suns, the Suns are just better equipped to take advantage of that specific thing. So I think there are still questions that are lingering for Denver. And then even some of the questions about a rotation. I mean, Jeff Green was the guy in the last series and, and, and had some very good moments. Is he going to be the guy in this one? I think those are still questions that, we're, that, that we have to kind of get into. Um, and then how best to use Aaron Gordon and even Michael Porter as these auxiliary roles in the offense. I don't think Denver did a fantastic job of that in certain parts of the last round, and that might become more of a storyline uh, in this one. So I think there's some lingering things. Today's episode of Locked on Nuggets is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hmm. I, I just want to note that um, saying that they don't have any backup point guards is Ish Smith erasure, and I'm not going to stand for it. <laughs> That's not, this is, this not is okay. just the worst bit. This is the worst thing that you it's do not every it's podcast. Not He's every been time. good every time you stepped on the floor. <laughs> I don't know what we're... Except for the times that he's not. Give Ish a chance. 
Do you really think he should play in the series? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Maybe. Maybe. Whoa. Look, I'll say this. I'd rather have Ish Smith than campaign. Oh, wow. Ooh, we're getting spicy. All okay. right. Well, I'm not Let's based on VHNX. On... Let's go. <laughs> well, ba- I think based on some of the things I've heard about campaign, I think some Suns fans would also say that as well. He has not looked great um, over the course of this year, especially defensively. Um, but yeah, I think it was a good series. I think this is a real test coming up, but you know, we're going to transition to the Phoenix Sun series and, you know, obviously y'all, uh, they have been very good since they acquired Kevin Durant. Um, they, especially in the playoff, they were able to get through the Clippers series, uh, by basically having the best def- the best offense, uh, in the playoffs. And they reached a very high ceiling. Their transition was incredible. Their spot ups were incredible. Their isolations were incredible. Devin Booker has made an argument to be the best player in the playoffs, even though I think that's uh, been Jimmy Butler, but I mean, there's a very good argument for Devin Booker on the other side. And then Kevin Durant seemingly is perfectly fine kind of coasting through for uh, 28, 7, and 6 average. So they've been pretty good. And, and DeAndre Ayton had a 20 and 11 game also in that series as well. So a lot of things to, to look into. But as you have kind of spent the last three days, maybe even the last week, looking at the Phoenix Suns series, and then we can start uh, with you, Ryan, and then Matt, and then Adam. What are your initial thoughts on the Phoenix Suns matchup versus the Denver Nuggets? Uh, probably just that it's going to be their hardest challenge. That That's the most important thing going into this is that this is going to be a challenge for Denver. This is not going to be a, a rollover series. This is not going to be anything that like you're not going to get a Nuggets in four in this one. I think the Suns are extremely talented and nobody needs me to tell them that, but the way that they get their shots and, and how diverse their, like their shooting profile is from every spot on the floor is really impressive. They take a ton of mid range shots, but they're so good at them that they're able to make it work. And, and it kind of underscores the fact that they're super efficient, at least in this last series against the Clippers uh, at the rim in the mid range and behind the arc and getting to the line and they don't turn the ball over. And there's just a lot to, really like about about what they've created there and, and what they're doing so they're starting to figure some things out on the offensive end and and that's going to be a challenge for Denver to try to take something away but if Denver doesn't take anything away from this series then then they are going to lose I, I, I feel pretty comfortable saying that if you're going to a championship most teams are going to have to go through really good teams you're going to have to face really good opponents not everybody gets the Lakers without Anthony Davis in the first round, the Nuggets without Jamal Murray in the second round, the Suns without Kawhi Leonard in the third round. Not everybody gets that. Who, who had Matt as being the spiciest one on the show? Today? I did not. not I did not. Not everybody Me gets either. that. Sometimes you have to go through actual teams. And <laughs> you're, you're, through, I mean, the thing is, you're right. Like the Bucks, Matt. When you have to, when you have to go through actual teams, um, you're going to face some some pretty tough ones. Here's an interesting question. I don't know if this is a great Suns team. Um, I don't. I don't know if it's a great Suns team. I think this is a great combination of players. I think Chris Paul is a Hall of Famer. I think Kevin Durant is a, like, by the time he's done, he will be higher on all of the lists when we, we are forced to, like, sit back and go, like, oh, he has X titles, an MVP, these numbers, did this. We will probably have him higher in the all-time list than we think. Devin Booker has been maybe the most impressive player to me this season. I don't know if there's been a more impressive player to me this season based off of um, my expectations of him. And I had high expectations. Like, I thought highly of, of Devin going into the year, and he is that much better. Um, the stuff that Adam and I constantly talk about with control of the game, and, ve- like, nobody does it like Jokic. Zero. Zero percent do, the, do it like Jokic. Chris Paul does sometimes. Yeah. Uh, used to. Um, and can for stretches of games. Devin's Devin's reaching that level, and that to me is is what's incredible. But they were thrown together, like they were thrown together. And usually, when you make a move like that, you ha- it takes you a year to be like, okay, we need this, that, and the other. Um, the Heat are a good example of this. Like, it wasn't just LeBron's kind of change in attitude that second season in Miami. It was that they went out and they got Shane Battier. Like they added the guys that they needed to add to complete that team. And then they added Ray Allen and then like evolved into final form. Right. 
So like the Suns to me can win the title this year because they have Kevin Durant and they have Devin Booker and they have Chris Paul. But if they do, I think it's going to be more about how there isn't perceptually perception wise, there isn't a truly great team this year. And so that opens the window for the Suns to fill that gap and then add onto it and establish themselves, which is why it makes it all the more important for Denver to win this series now and for them to fill that gap and gain that momentum and take advantage of it now. It is not going to be easier to beat the Suns next year outside of injury you know, variance. It's going to be harder to beat the Suns next year. So this is everything that Denver has worked towards since the start of the Jokic era has led to this moment. And he's going to have to deliver and Jamal is going to have to deliver and MPJ is going to have to deliver. And Aaron Gordon, which was the big swing move that they went for is going to have to deliver. And Michael Malone is going to have to deliver. And if any of those components fail, even though I don't think necessarily the Suns are a great team, I think like they will lose. Like Ryan said, um, this is an immense pressure series for Denver for all those reasons and more. I think when you get into that idea of if this becomes a series of individual battles, you know, Murray having to outplay Booker, he can. I don't know that most people would pick that to happen, but he's capable of it. Uh, Jokic can outplay Kevin Durant. Doesn't mean he will, but he can. When you get to do that, I think the series becomes, you go down the line and start doing that. The series favors Phoenix a little bit. Denver won in the first round in five games in large part because of team. They got big performances from Jamal Murray in game two. Big performance for Michael Porter in game three. They had these little pockets of brilliance from individuals, but I thought they had a lot of team wins in that series. And this is one where if you look at how the Clippers play, they turn that into an ISO battle because they're designed to do that, to turn it into an ISO battle. The Suns are a great isolation team. Denver presents a different challenge for them in that they're not going to just try to switch everything. They're going to try to blitz and recover and force ball movement. And while Denver is very vulnerable to that, they're not exactly great or haven't proven to be consistently great at doing those things. It does, I hope, lead to them needing to rely more on teamwork and moving the ball and finding and making reads. And that's something that I think they're probably just a little bit less comfortable doing. They're com- they're capable of doing it. They have good passers. But I think they're most comfortable in sort of, let's run some pick and roll, let's get switches, let's ISO. And I think Denver's just going to present something different. We're always throwing money at something. Kids' school supplies, a new house project, the list goes on. It's time to stop spending your hard-earned money without getting anything in return. Enter Ibotta. You can earn cash back on every shopping trip. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's just that easy. The average Ibotta user earns $120 a year in real cash back. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. Or you could use your cash back to buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you're dying to go to, or the fancy dinner that you've been craving. A typical basket of groceries was over $50 more expensive at the end of 2022 than the beginning due to inflation. You could earn two and a half times that in cash back from Ibotta, or even more depending on how much you use it. Ibotta gives you real cash back, not points. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. But with Ibotta, you get real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers too when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta with the, using the code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCKED. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKED. We'll be right back on Locked on Nuggets. Yeah, I think this is going to be a test of two different theories, I think, in their approach to basketball. I'm really curious. Uh, I think the I mentioned this the other day on Twitter, but this kind of gives me 2020 Clipper vibes a little bit with the Suns. And I would even say, I think the mass point, they're not as good of a team, but I think just their elite two-star talent is going to be so good. Um, but I do think that because of the things the Suns present, which is a great pull-up shooting team from both mid-range and from three, there are going to be some clear ways they can attack Denver. And that's going to force Jokic, Murray, and MPJ especially to work on a string defensively. But I think on the other side of the court, something I mentioned for really the last couple of months is I don't particularly like the Suns' defensive ceiling. I think they have some pieces that can be taken advantage of. And again, a lot of this comes down to DeAndre Ayton. Devin Booker has made strides as a defender. Josh Okogie and Torrey Craig are going to be their main on-ball defender versus Jamal Murray. But even with that, 
the way that the Nuggets play offense, they should be able to get to their spots. I'm not going to say easy, but they should be able to pick and choose their spots well. This is going to be a huge series for Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon, y'all, shot 89% from the free throw line last series versus the Wolves. And I mean, I would even say he might have won him game five because I think he shot six of seven, and then he was five of five the game before. So if AG can shoot well from the free throw line, he's going to be able to attack at the rim. Kevin Durant, if if he has position in front of you, is a good rim protector, so you don't want to like continually challenge him. But I think because of his body, there's going to be some opportunities for him to really make him work on the other end. And I think this is by far, I think this could potentially be Jamal Murray's second best series of his career. And I think the Utah Jazz was his best. I think the Lakers series he actually was really good in. And I think he had a really good last series as well on 27, 6, and 6 on 50% from 2, 42% from 3, and then 91% from the line. But I think that this series, given the fact that he's going to be going toe-to-toe with Devin Booker, and we know that historically those have been some pretty important matchups, I think this is going to be a really good series. The shot-making is going to be incredible. But I think there's a real clear advantage that each team has on, on, on either one of them. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm curious what you guys think about uh, Murray – Went into hero ball a couple times this last series. Definitely stepped up to the occasion there. I think what Matt and and what Adam have both talked about here, the team basketball is a really important aspect of Denver. Sometimes you need the guy who steps up into the hero mode, but I do think that getting trapped like that against the Suns is a bad idea. Just in terms of trying to match them shot for shot, that's just yeah. just not how you how you win a series like that against them. What do you think? Denver does like like do they do they continue to go to Murray in that hero ball situation just to try to get them through or do they uh, just try to stay as as team oriented as possible in those moments do they go to Murray or does Murray go there because like usually hero ball in my experience is usually a player making a call and like that's okay like not even a call just a read sometimes it's hey we're running this thing that could lead to ball movement but or it could lead to (laughs) (laughs) or you get in my bag uh jamal makes 35 million a year jamal gets to make that that call um i if the sun's deep let me put it this way if the sun's defense was better i would say that you need more of that right where um going back to like warriors rockets 2018 that was such a tough switch all series both teams were designed the same way hey we're not gonna let you get into any sort of ball movement we're gonna take all of that away because we're just gonna switch everything constant switching with good defenders that's it and if you try and put any our weak our weak point we're gonna help and then scram out of it um and so you had to have like a lot of hero ball in that series you know that's one of the reasons for all of the, the criticisms of how Houston built its team, it's one of the reasons that like they leaned into it was Harden had a really good chance because you needed a one-on-one player to break down that defense. Right. Phoenix is not that right. Like they don't want to switch with Aiden. They don't want like, they don't want to get Chris Paul on an Island and they're not necessarily built with like PJ Tucker's and those types of dudes. I think Tori's a good defender. Um, I think KD's a really good defender. KD's actually been like phenomenal this season defensively. Uh, Devin had a really great series versus the Clippers defensively. It was maybe like his best defensive series of his career. Um, at the same time, you can get them in rotation. And if you're a team that you can get in rotation, that's what Denver should do. That's how Denver plays. That's Denver's identity. That doesn't mean that you're not going to need huge performances from Jamal. It means that when I would say this is not a heat check series and that's very difficult, I think for players because of the intensity and the emotions that are in play. But like Adam makes a lot of like, we've, we've made comparisons a lot to the Spurs about mm-hmm. never being more of a Spurs type team. San Antonio might have a guy make like, have like a really good sequence of shots. They still ran offense. You stick to what you do. And that to me is very important in this series. Do not get away from what you do, because if you get away from it, one, they're going to outpace you. And two, it's going to cause frustration. And then that's going to cause more breakdowns. Like this team, the only time they really kind of get, it's very, it's a pretty mature group now, but the only time it kind of gets off its axis is when guys start to be like, why are, what are you doing? Why are we doing this? And that impacts the defensive end. Don't, don't go there. Don't stay, stay even, stay as even as possible and trust that your game plan and your overall team construction is going to win out versus Phoenix. 
Yeah, I, th- I thought in the first round, Murray went back and forth between being the most positive impact player on the Nuggets and, and maybe the least positive impact player on the Nuggets and, and for that exact dynamic. And I think in the first round, look, they won in five, and I would rather Murray get into his rhythm than anything else. So Denver may have accomplished both important goals, but I do think the scales tip a little bit now that you're in this series, which is less of a tune-up and more of the real test. And I would look at it less about what is Denver capable of doing and more about what do you need to do or what do you need to force Phoenix to do defensively? And for me, I've talked about this on our show, but the biggest X factor in the series, not player-wise, but just like trait-wise, is going to be offensive rebounding for Denver. To do that, the number one thing is you need to get Aiton out on the perimeter and get them into rotation, but you need to get Aiton out of the paint. If he just gets to camp out, if you're if Murray's turning the corner and looking for the shot every single time, and you know, this that it might be or ISOing or what have you. Jokic and Aiton are battling inside for rebounds, and Yoke needs to win those battles, but it's still harder. If you can consistently draw him out onto the perimeter and get them into rotation so that Jokic is now boxing out Kevin Durant for an offensive rebound, that's a huge advantage for Denver. So for me, it's less about does he need Murray need to be aggressive, he's needed this or that. The Nuggets collectively need to draw Aiton out of the paint, and I think they're going to be successful. So however you do that, that's the key for me for Murray. Does Nicola need to hit jumpers to do that? I don't. I mean, again, he needs to hit jumpers because Murray and Jokic need to be shot makers in the series. They need to score in the ways they're effect- effective, and Jokic is very effective as a jumper. But I don't think that's the thing that's going to win the offensive rebound battle if Jokic is hitting. No, them. I'm saying is it going to get eight out of the paint? I mean, Murray hitting pull up jumpers on pick and roll is going to get him outside of the paint. Murray being a crafty and how he attacks him is going to get him the same way. If you think about Jokic being out of the paint, it's because he's guarding out on the perimeter. You need to make him guard out on the perimeter. I wonder if they. Uh, I wonder if the Suns try to switch more. I wonder if the Suns try actually try and switch and challenge think, a little bit more. I think Nuggets kill that. Yeah, I think. I think might try so, with, here's the thing, though. I think if they do that, I don't. That's probably going to be situational for them. But again, I think that's going to be more of a Tory Craig lineup, Matt. And again, it just depends on how they want to play it. I think if Tory is playing Jamal, and then that pick and roll is killing him in that drop coverage. If he can have a game two where he had. You know, Murray shot eight and nine uh, versus that drop coverage, and then he had 20 points, which, you know, I'm not saying you have to do that exact thing again. But if you put enough of the threat on them where they have to get out of that, well, then at that point in time, you're basically asking Torrey Craig to cover for six to seven seconds possibly versus Nikola Jokic in the paint. And if they do that, Jokic has to win that possession almost 100% of the time. Because what that's going to then do, I think it can force them to scramble a little bit defensively. And I think that's when you get your KTP corner threes, your Michael Porter Jr. corner threes, because if they, are, they try to collapse and contain on Joker, then I think that's where some of the playmaking elevates. So I think Joker has to attack that. I think Jamal has to see that if he has the ball in his hand. Because as soon as they do that, I think that they should be able to take advantage of that matchup whenever they want. Now, I think the biggest thing that I'm looking at for the Phoenix Suns is, I think to your point, Matt, I think Kevin Durant was a better defender when he was being stationed next to Nick Claxton. But if you can put DeAndre Ayton in such a bit where DeAndre Ayton is getting at, beat inside at a decent rate on post-ups or, or at the mid-range, and then on top of that, if Jokic is hitting enough threes, I think that, that streamlines what they can do defensively. And I think that if Joker is able to put enough pressure on him at all times, I think that is going to force their defense to break rather than just bend. But but to Matt's point, I don't that that's Aiton. Like Jokic has to punish Aiton in those moments one on one, and he has to. It's one of the huge battlegrounds, and I have confidence that he will. I just I've never believed that Aiton was the Jokic stopper that he was presented as when Denver has their full complement of players. But if you try to switch, this isn't PJ Tucker, this isn't Paul George, Jay Crowder, like big bodies that you could throw on him. This is Tory Craig, Josh Akogi, Devin Booker. That's that's an enormous size advantage. Jokic has to crush those switch. I, that cannot be a viable option for the Phoenix Suns in the least. So if it is, then Denver's in trouble. But I just I can't imagine Jokic struggling to post up Torrey Craig. It's gonna be really interesting to me to see how Monty handles this between you know some when teams they've committed from a roster standpoint so big to drop like that's who they are like they're a drop team. And it's really funny because I've had these battles about the drop coverage stuff and like Miami beat Milwaukee and then got swept and now just one in five. And a lot of it was because like Brooke was so deep that they were getting the looks that they wanted, not just Jimmy, but a lot of players. And so like, I'm really curious to see what the Suns do here 
how the Suns switch up coverage, how the Suns change things. I'm curious on the Nuggets end of it too. There's only so much you can do if you play at the, like Malone talked about this yesterday, you play at the level, they tore him up from three. So they went to drop and Chris annihilated them. Like there are not good answers for either defense here. There just aren't. There are no good answers for how talented these offensive are, how good the shot making is from both teams, the advantages that both have. Like, I'm just going to be really fascinated to see what they're willing to live with in this series and what they're like, okay, that hurts, that sucks, but we're going to keep with our strategy because we think this is the best one. Because I think that's honestly the way that you have to go. I think if you're reactive in this series, it's just going to get you out of your game plan and then you're going to be left searching. So I think at some level, both coaches have to have like a, this is going to be like what we're going to do. I think Denver has more options they can go to, but I'm going to be really fascinated to see how this turns out in terms of balancing the scheme coverages against each other's offense, because they're going to lose no matter what with how good these offenses are. Yeah. And I think this actually gets into the next question. And and Matt, I would love for you to start here. So as you're analyzing the series, who's the most important Nuggets player for you? You know, it's Nicola, which is such a cop-out answer because it's like, oh, hey, the two-time MVP needs to play well. It's more about what Adam talked about, is that um, if you're able to to get them to break down in terms of their reliance on Aiden, which they don't, like, that's a pressure point, and it has been all season. Like, Monty's not a fan. That's pretty evident. The rest of the team is not a fan. Um, schematically, like, if you're able to break down Aiden and they're like, okay, we can't leave him in single coverage anymore. Like, we just can't do this. We're going to have to go. We're going to have to double. Now Denver's cooking. Now you're getting open rotations. Now you're getting cuts underneath. Now you're doing all like Joe. That's where Joker eats. When you start doubling, that's when Joker eats. Joker will single coverage eat on his own, but like, like LeBron James, like some of the best players, Joker does not want to score 50 points with three assists. He would like to score 40 with nine assists, you know, uh, whatever it takes to win the game. And so if he's able to break down that, that matchup and force them out of their plan, it that's going to cause further breakdowns on the Suns. On the other end of the floor, if Jokic is just like, oh, hey, you know what? Like they're, the Suns are killing it from mid-range. They're not getting to the rim. They're not drawing fouls. Like they're actually not, and they're getting killed on the glass. That swings Denver's way. Like there's a lot of ways that Jokic can win this series. Like from the non-Jokic, even less than Jamal. Honestly, I, I looked at Aaron Gordon. Like that's the one that I really look to because I think Aaron can have a huge series here um, if he does have success against KD. Which honestly, like for the being the guy that was kind of hyped as like the defender dude that we have not seen a series where it's like Aaron Gordon was great defensively in that matchup. We haven't seen that in a long time. So I, I think he's the second guy I would look at. Uh, the I just want to say, I think that the Jokic point to me is a little too reductive about this. You know, he would rather pass than score. I think a lot of it comes down to how do those points come? We picture like Jokic, you throw it to the post and does he score? Or would he rather pass? And I think it's less about that. Like this is a series where, in the last one, you always had a big that could be in the paint. And so ISO post-up or pick-and-roll still led to Jokic. If, if you're going to stay home on Jokic, he still has to make a play. In this one, if Jokic, if they run pick-and-roll and the team overloads on the shooters and overloads on the ball handling, Jokic can score 50 in a way that he's comfortable with in a way that would be very impactful. But that's different than he just gets a bunch of elbow touches and has to go one-on-one. That's the difference for me in this series. I know a lot of people point to, oh, he had 43 in the one loss. That was a different type of game and a different texture. And this one, if they are running that pick and roll, he's scoring, it'll be a big difference maker. But to me, the big player, the key player in this one is Jamal Murray. You could pick out Aaron Gordon. You could pick out Nicolio. Those guys have to play well. Michael Porter needs to be the x All those different things. But for me, Jamal Murray has had his best games against the Phoenix Suns and against Devin Booker. And they don't win this series unless he's in, a, in the conversation for top three player in this series. I'm not saying he has to be. I don't want to make it that easy of like he has to outplay Kevin Durant or he has to play Devin Booker, but there can't be a one, two, three, big gap four. it has to be those four guys going to battle. And he rises to that level of, of, of shot making. If they get balanced from the perimeter, is that true? Like if they're getting, if they're getting a, a volume of threes from Jamal, you're thinking of points points. And I'm thinking more about impact. Like yeah. Jamal, 
you're not going to get that impact from KCP. He might make shots, but you but you need the playmaking. You need the yeah. drawing out. You need the right. impact. That that's only my last thing here is like, I, I guess that's kind of my thing is, I I can see your point from the perspective of Jamal's got to be a huge positive impact player in the series. I agree with that. Like, I think that's I think that's accurate. I think he can do that by being by working from three point range and what we've seen from him in terms of more pure point stuff, volume assists, getting drawing fouls, getting to the rim is yeah. huge. That one of the problems I think with Murray, I always talk about he's not super quick, but you have to draw fouls on the perimeter. There are guys that that aren't you know get to the rim every single time but when a guy is guarding you the way Nikhil alexander walker was chest to chest in you on every screen all of those different things you have to be able to draw contact on at least some of those a little bit higher of a rate than he did in this series i just think if it turns into just like jamal trying to be be uh not bubble murray because that was that was the beginning uh playoff murray right i i I kind of again. I just think the Nuggets are better as the as being greater than the sum of their parts in the series than they are in terms of being the individual parts surpassing. I, we're we're agreeing. We're saying the yeah. same thing. Here. Yeah, and I like that he needs oh. a big scoring output, but he does need to make those reads at an extremely high level and put enough pressure on the defense that they're forced to overextend on the pick and rolls. Uh, I want to hear the Jamal guy on this. Yeah, I think. Uh... I think I think you're both right if for for being honest that Jamal is going to be a big pressure point here where you you have to be able to rise to the occasion in these situations he has to be able to match or at least get close to uh, I I did I did like Swipe's points about the Clippers because one of the things about that Clipper series back in 2020 was the pecking order for the stars in that series was pretty well thought out and clear before the series of it's Kawhi, then it's Jokic, then it's PG, then there's a gap, and then there's Jamal. After that series, I think you could say that Jokic probably outplayed Kawhi and that Jamal probably outplayed PG. Yep. And and having a guy who's capable of doing that and capable of rising to the occasion every single time there's pressure is really important. And it, it doesn't have to be like in the in the scoring categories, like, like Adam said. It can be defensively because I think yep. that – he's going to be targeted. Like there's going to be a lot of pressure on Jamal probably to uh, make that happen. But I, I do think there's going to be a lot there for him to rise to the occasion for. And I'm, I'm just looking forward to, uh, to all of it, man. It's going to be great. To your, point, to your point on the defense, Murray can do a great job defensively in this series. And that strategy still work because yeah. I do think the best plan for the Suns is to wear him down. And, and that's, in Denver, I think part of their best plan is going to be wear Chris Paul down because in the clutch, Booker's going to score, Katie's going to score. It's going to happen. But if Kate, but if Chris Paul is getting to those elbow shots again and breaking everything else, it's going to be a problem. I think both guys need to be worn down, and whoever gets worn down the most might ha- probably is one of the big tilting factors in this series. If Chris Paul's exhausted in fourth quarters, I think Nuggets have a great chance of winning. If Murray's exhausted in fourth quarters, Suns have a great chance of winning. They, I will say this. I think that when they're switching 1-4, they need to do a much better job of denying that sometimes. Uh, versus the Wolves, they were just like, well, we're switching, so here we go. And it's like, okay, not not always. Like, you don't – especially Teams don't like, do that, though, and I don't really don't know why. The what? Teams just don't do that very often. Well, I mean, even LeBron, there's been so many times where he'll switch off and allow – I mean, now LeBron's kind of old. Maybe it's smart for him to switch off the matchup. But in, in years past, I always, you always wonder why teams aren't more aggressive at this. The best, Matt, teams, the best teams defensively are the ones that, that that I, in my opinion, that are smart enough to be like, no, no, no. Like, have the guy call out, like, no, no, we're not switching. I'm getting over this. Go ahead. Part of that is the skill of, like, the guard. KCP, very good at getting skinny and getting through screens. But yeah. I don't know. Porter, definitely not. Like, you yeah. kind of have to sw- switch with Porter. He can't fight through – screens over and over again and i'm not I'm gonna, really sure murray can too for an entire game yeah i'm gonna fight over the adam screen right here um so i think to that point though adam do you remember the julius randall switch they were doing with remember they were trying to get uh they were trying to get murray on the julius remember at the end of that game in new york they got it a couple of times but then the nuggets started denying that very aggressively by going under and then you know obviously murray going over the top i think they need to have that level of aggression especially in the fourth quarter Versus Kevin Durant, because I don't. There just doesn't need to be a situation where Jamal is on that matchup. So I think to your point, they have to make that a point of emphasis on their defense. But we just haven't seen them do that consistently. But to your point uh, with this, Adam, do you? And again, may, 
I could sometimes I feel like when we talk about Jamal, like even Adam, you know, you mentioned this for the last series that, you know, he can't be the fifth best player. And he arguably ended up being the third best player in the series. Do you think that even to some level, we might be, yeah, I mean, well, he could be, he could have been at least two of those games, right? I think, do you think that at some level there, there can be a conversation where Jamal Murray makes it so tough on the Suns that his value at least comes close to approximating or at least maybe if not topping, but approximating what Devin Booker's going to do for the Suns? No, no question. To me, this is the thing about Jamal. He, in average, is a lesser player than Devin Booker and right. Kevin Durant. But in pockets, he's better than those guys. That's the thing about Jamal. I mean, Jamal is one of four players to have two 50-point games in a series. That's an absurd peak. His peaks are there. His average has just never been. So um, I think there's absolutely a possibility that that can happen. And to be honest with you, I think it's a bit of a necessity that, that he at least gets close to that to that mark. Matt, you disagree? I I just think Devin's evolved past him. I mean, there's no question that is true, Matt. The the question is more about the peaks. I'm saying I don't even think that. Like, I think Devin's floor is closer to Jamal's peak. (laughs) What? So wait a minute. So so you're saying Jamal at a at a at a 50 42 90 peak is where that at his peak, or even even just his last year when he had that 40 point game. I don't know what the official. That's not that's not accurate. Like his floor is not even peak. That wasn't accurate. I think what I'm more trying to say is. Devin, to me, like, look, go look at that Clipper series and like yeah. what he's doing. And it's not just scoring. Like, this is my big thing is that like Devin is scoring and primary playmaker and defending. Like, he's across the board in those in those contributions. Like, can you imagine a forty? You think Devin Booker will be a deposited defender in this series, Matt? I think he can be. I think it's a really interesting question, right? If Devin is all of a sudden, it's like, wow, Devin did amazing work defending Jamal Murray. Like the Nuggets are in trouble, right? Like if that's a if that's a talking point, the Nuggets are in trouble. Um, I, a lot of this is is really just based off of like what Devin's doing right now is 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 insane, and it's not like just the Clippers series. It's the last month of the regular season. It's honestly since he came back from injury. Like mm-hmm. this is, this is not an anti Jamal thing. This is a, like I have seen. And part of this, I will be honest is like Adam's right. That like the peak ceiling, right? Like when Jamal gets into that, but my question is just like, what does that, what does that look like over seven games? How many games is that? So he has, you know, he drops 50 twice in the bubble. Okay. What does that look like now? Right? Like, is he gonna, is he gonna have a stretch where it's like Jamal, scored 40 in four straight. Like, am I being too harsh on, on him here? Like, I'm not trying to like to tear down Jamal. This is more about like, I just think that Devin is at such an incredible level right now. Like to put it, uh, let me put it this way. I have a bet on, on Devin Booker to win finals MVP over Kevin Durant, because that's how good I think Devin Booker is right now. But man, I think to your point though, I think Jamal hasn't had to have four straight 40-point games because I think he knows himself and he knows his team. And I think to, to, to Adam's point, I think sometimes, for me at least, I don't think that he played outside of himself that often. I think sometimes he tried to tap into a certain part of his game at the wrong time maybe. But even, but even for me, Adam, he had the 40-point game versus in game two. But then after that, when he was struggling versus Nikhil, Alexander Walker, he just upped his playmaking and he had nine assists. And that's when Michael Porter Jr. had 25 and nine. And then the next game after that, he's not scoring well, but then he's still playmaking. And that's when Nikola Jokic is 43 points. So for me, I just don't think that – I think Jamal is – he feels comfortable within his role enough to know that Jokic has the advantage today, Porter has the advantage today, or I I can take over. Because you saw Jokic was 2 of 10 in the first quarter versus uh, in, in game five. And that's when Jamal from basically the end of the first quarter is top of the second, just took over for the rest of the game. So I don't know. You know, I, I think we'll find out. I just think that I think that Jamal expects him to reach a similar level with Devin Booker. And I think that's the most important thing. What I will say is that it, it does feel like Booker is like he you are right that he's reaching these otherworldly levels right now. It's it's important mm-hmm. to note that he outplayed Jamal in game in round one. There, there were mm-hmm. duds in Jamal's round one, in game four especially, that, that I think 
uh, you, you can definitely point to and say, yeah, you needed to be better here and you weren't good enough here for the team to get a win. I would even say statistically what he did in round one was better than what Murray did in the Jazz series. Like statistically, yeah. it was yeah. 37, same assists, same rebounds, and the efficiency was better from two, little, only slightly worse from three. So, so we're going to find out. We're going to find out if, if Denver can provide any level of better defense than the Clippers did. What I will say, and I've, I've made this point a couple times, the Clippers were so small, man. The Clippers were so small. And them having that small rotation that they always had, like you, you would switch everything, you guard ISO, and the Suns did a great job of, of hunting out those mismatches and, and making sure that a guy like a Devin Booker or a guy like a Kevin Durant always had a guy that they could shoot over no matter what. And they didn't see any of those guys during that series. And and that, that I think, made it relatively easy. So is Booker going to be that same level in the second round? Maybe, probably. Like, I don't I don't know. But we're, we're going to find out. And I, I do think that Denver, at least from a a size perspective, can, can challenge some of those shots a little bit better this time around. I, yeah, the I one think- thing I'll say, I hate becoming to Jamal's defense <laughs> just because – I want to congratulate us all on doing this. Like, this is awesome. I'm just so glad that we as a team have come together and forced Adam into a corner to defend them all. I'm proud of all of us. Good job, It's guys. so true because I just know what he's capable of, but I never have faith that he's actually going to do it. Um, it's usually when you least when I have least faith in him that he steps up his biggest. So it's uncomfortable for me to predict Sick. he's going to go <laughs> to predict he's going to go toe to toe with Devin Booker. And my other thing here is just I. I the com- when we start talking, there is like this expectation of like, oh, Jamal's going to go off. Like, have you seen his numbers versus the Suns? And he takes his personal. Right. Yeah. Win the war, not the battle, man. Yeah. Like, mm. it, it, let me put it this way. It, if Jamal go like averages 40 on pretty good in, you know, efficiency, but not great, and the, and the Nuggets lose in six, who cares? Win, mm-hmm. like, win the war. Like, win, yeah. like, win the big thing. Like, they need to win this series because the team is better than the Suns mm. because the individual talent is they have Kevin Durant. <laughs> like, I just can't, you know, it's like they have, they have Devin Booker who's absolutely sensational has been sensational in the last two playoffs and they have Kevin Durant. Um, and that's what I think is, is really fascinating is everyone has different opinions on Chris book and KD. Like the, the opinions on those three guys are very wide. I think across all NBA fans. Because like there are NBA fans that are like, look, KD like got swept last year, and like you know this, that, and the other, and he has all these these bad moments. And um, I, Adam has mentioned like, he, I, I, is it accurate for me to say that you're that you have uh, a healthy amount of of fear, appropriate fear for Chris Paul in the series? Is that accurate? Oh, of course, of course, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. And like, I'm not as worried about about CP because like I've have watched enough Suns games this year to be like, oh no. Oh, oh God, Chris is, Chris looks like me when I try and get up in the morning. Oh no, like it's, it's bad. Right. And so it's just interesting that everybody has like one guy with like, well, they got KD and like, I trust KD and I'm more like "Mm, KD can kind of wax and wane. I'm my thing is book. And so like, it is, it's interesting that everybody's kind of got this perception, but again, the nuggets, when they are together, making each other better, they have more Mm -hmm. than everybody, than, than the Suns do. So basically, you're saying it's like Captain Planet, the cartoon. It's like yeah. when they come together and merge, that's when they'll be able to. Oh, Adam, that's you. a cartoon from the 90s, and they were like, it were very ecologically. <laughs> it was like an ecological parable, and they were trying to like save fire, them. water, heart, yeah. earth. Like, yeah. Oh, it was like a super team, like the Wilburys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Power Rangers, like the Megazord. Yeah, so those together. Let me ask this question, and, and uh, Ryan, can you please start with this? How do you think the Denver Nuggets are going to defend the Phoenix Suns in the series? Uh, simple answer is they're probably going to do it poorly, uh, <laughs> just because that it's it's a really tough matchup. Like it, it just is, and that's going to be a a very large data point throughout this series is is how many contested mid range jumpers are the Nuggets going to allow. And how many of those are the Phoenix Suns going to hit? It's going to be tough. I, I mentioned it sort of towards the top of this of this podcast that they do great from everywhere. They 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 shoot well from every single zone on the floor. At least they did against the Clippers. And uh, talking to Bruce Brown, Aaron Gordon, Michael Michael Malone yesterday, they were talking about how 
you just have to make it tough on them, make it physical on them, uh, doing everything you can to contest every single shot. And that's not a, it's not super like encouraging just because like if, if, if your entire game plan is, Hey, we just have to make it tough on them. Then that's, that's not great. Uh, but what I will say is that if Denver can force them into the math problem where they take all of the mid-range shots that they possibly can, make them at like a 50% clip, and then they don't take nearly as many threes or as many free throws, which is the key, as the Nuggets, then I think that that's probably the way that they're going to get it done. But I'm going to be honest. like it, It's a pretty grim prospect to look at the shooting levels that the Suns have had and think about the weaknesses that Denver has, and, and those meshing together is not great. The three-point thing is so huge in this series. Uh, so I looked at, over on, for buckets, I was looking at the average percentage for KD and Book from mid-range in the first round was 52%, which, by the way, that's insane. Like, that's insane. Like, LaMarcus Aldridge was at, like, 48%, and that was world-breaking. 52 is nuts. That's crazy. Uh, anyway, but, like, 52%, that's still um, a – actually, it was 55%. I'm sorry. It was 55%. It's – Still at just a 1.1 per possession. That's a 110 offensive rating. Mm-hmm. Denver cooks that. Like Denver straight out, flat out cooks that. So this is where not fouling matters. Don't give them and ones, right? Um, don't let them get, don't, I mean, this is a, one of the interesting things here. I, I really do think is like the Tory Craig question. It's that fifth guy in the corner. Like, do you dare them to do it again? Like, do you go to, do you say like, look, we know you're a 40% shooter, Tori, but like we got to live with something. And so we're going to live with, with you trying to score 30 points in this game off of 10 corner threes. And like, do they just put pressure on that level? Because the Nuggets should be able to find a healthy amount of three-pointers. The Suns don't project well as a great team de- denying them, and they don't project well as a, de- as a team of taking them. Even like they, they've talked about wanting to take more in the first round series, and they still didn't. Like they can't get away from the, kind of their identity. And so if Denver can win that battle, it just increases the margin for error for Denver, which I think is really important. Uh, I think another part about defending them is going to be similar to the last series. The starting lineup for the Suns might be better than the starting lineup for the Nuggets. I know how good the Nuggets starting lineup is, but it might be better. And if you get to a last five minute situation, most teams, I would be like, Denver should win the clutch. This one, I'm not so sure. They have great shot making and an incredible floor general. It's going to be tough. Their staggered lineups, I think, are co- are so compromised. And why I don't want to disconnect defense from offense is I do think Denver can draw fouls in this series. And unlike some of the other high-profile teams, there's not replacement players for their stars. Denver, KCP, you replace them with Bruce Brown, same mold, similar, similar type mold. There's, you're not losing your identity. I think the Suns lose their identity the more they have to go to combo lineups and foul trouble and this or that. So part of defending them is attacking them, making them work, wearing them down. And a part of it is trying to win the margins, which are the foul drawing in the key spots. Jokic in particular should be able to draw fouls if they switch. And he even should be able to draw fouls on, on Aiton just because if they're going to single cover him with Aiton, Jokic has to make him pay in more ways than just scoring. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Nuggets are going to have to be really disciplined. I think the Nuggets are going to have to be, I don't want to say by far, but I would hopefully lean into by far the more physical team between the two. Because I think that's going to be their advantage. I think the fact that they are as big as they are, and if Jokic, MPJ, Gordon, Jamal, and then defensively with KCP and them, I think that they have to be able to counteract the level of skill that they have by playing aggressive. And I mean, like, not like raging bull Julius Randle right trigger to the basket aggressive. I'm talking about, like, within the scheme, but – getting around those picks, like making sure they're working together, working on a string defensively, and then securing the rebound. Ending possessions has to stop because if, if they get a kick out and they get a live ball rebound and then it goes out to Kevin Durant on a three, 28 feet, you know what's going in. So limiting those possessions, ending those possessions. Uh, the next question I have, and Adam, please, uh, you can start with this one. How do you think the Nuggets will attack the Suns' defense? I think a lot of pick and roll. Like I said, I think the key is getting Aiton out of the out out of the paint, and I think Denver will have success doing that. So I imagine a lot of pick and roll, a lot of it trying to attack the basket and letting the offensive and playing the offensive rebound game. So if you draw that big out, use your use your 
length, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, use those to really kill the offensive gra- uh, glass, and I think you're going to have a lot of success. It's now Matt's turn. Ryan, you go first. Okay. Uh, I do think that the drop coverage point was a big deal earlier. That's just something that Murray's going to have to kill. Like, you can't play drop coverage against Jamal. Like, that's that's going to have to be the thing. He's going to have to get over the screen. He's going to have to use it well. He's going to have to hit pull-up threes. He's going to have to get to the rim. He's going to have to draw eight and away from Jokic so that Jokic can hit his floater in the middle of the floor. Like, that's going to be probably Denver's biggest uh, key in, in like the the most important moments. Uh, but I do think that, like Adam said, like it's it's going to have to involve Porter too. It's going to have to involve uh, KCP. It's going to have to involve Bruce Brown. He's got to be like Bruce Brown. I was really impressed with his aggression in that first round. He's got to keep doing that. He's got to find ways to draw weird fouls on Chris Paul when they decide to have Chris Paul out there guarding Bruce Brown and try to get him a little bit of a break. Bruce has to be aggressive there and he's got to come up big and like, didn't he have a career high against, against the Suns like right towards the end of the season? It's kind of a weird fluke game that doesn't really matter, but can he be aggressive in those situations and get all the way to the rim against a, but it's, I think is a bad rim protecting team. Yeah, absolutely. So there's going to be a lot of opportunities for Denver to score. They've got to put pressure on DeAndre Ayton most of all. And and if Ayton breaks, I don't have a feeling that Bismack Biombo and Jock Landell are going to be able to rise to the occasion against Joker in this series. Oh, I need – they have uh, 18 fouls between those three centers. Uh, I would love to see Joker use about 7 to 12 of those a game. Um I think they need to be attacking those big as much as possible because if Bismack Biombo's on the court, now he's a relatively good defender, but he's undersized. He's not big. Right. And I think if you can get Bismack on the court, you take advantage of those lineups, take advantage of those options. Um, this is going to be a really big series. I think, you know, Christian, Bruce, AG, KCP, and even Jeff Green, those five players are going to be asked to hit shots periodically. And so if they can hit enough of those shots, and shoot well enough from three on some of those kickouts, then I think those are going to be other opportunities they have because some possessions, as we know, are going to come down to those um, kind of last second, you know, five seconds up on a shot clock. And then at the end of the process, one of them is going to be wide open. I actually kind of trust Christian Brown um, as a three-point shooter right now at this point on spot-ups. Um, <laughs> you know, but we'll have to see. <laughs> he made a couple of them in the first round. Um, he ended the season pretty well. Uh, but we'll have to see. Offensive but, rebounding will be big for him, though. He's a yeah. great offensive rebounder, and from the guard spot, I think, is where they're most vulnerable. Yeah, and I'm not going to – this This is the Calvin Booth test theory of KCP, Bruce Brown, Christian Brown. You have one matchup, and that's Devin Booker. And it's, you have to make it as difficult as possible, as often as you can. Like, one of three of those those three players should be on Devin Booker the entire series. Uh, but obviously, we'll, we'll see how that works. All right, y'all. It's prediction time. Who wants to go first? Make your series prediction. A lot of Nobody. hesitation here. <laughs> Nuggets and six. Wow. Six. Um, wow. I have – I think their team is better. I think the home court advantage matters a lot. Um, I think the Nuggets go up 3-1, lose game five at home, and then close it out in six because it'll be the Nuggets are about to get them out, out of here. Can't believe it. How incredible is it? Oh, no, they lost. Oh, God, they're going to lose the series. Like, I can just already feel this entire <laughs> – the rise of Nuggets fans' confidence and the absolute collapse. Um, Did you nail this in the first round, game by game? Um, I, I can't remember – because you had Nuggets in five, but I don't remember if you had them winning I think he, I think he predicted the loss on three. On three. And then okay. the win on four. I think. Yeah. Maybe if I'm right. Yeah. Um Yeah, I, I think that they I think they win the series. Look, the if you're a Suns person, you're gonna think the Suns are gonna win the series. If you're a Nuggets person, you're gonna think the, the Nuggets are gonna win the series. The honestly the a lot of the analysts are split. Like it's it's pretty tight right now in terms of like no like this is a coin flip series. Market reflects that, right? Like there's all these sort of indications. Like if you're one of us, you're like, hey, it's probably gonna be a long series, gonna be a great series, but you know, I've covered this team and I know what they're capable of and I feel confident that they can win. If you're one of the PHNX guys, you're probably like Suns and four. How's this even a thing? It should be over before the, even the first game is done. They should just forfeit. Um, I do think that in general, 
the Nuggets, like the fact that the bench has not been vomit on itself in a while is promising. Um, and I just wind up thinking that I think this, uh, again, I think the Suns next year will be tougher. I think they'll be much better. But teams that are thrown together like this, it's usually pretty tough. Um, I think the, the Suns will wear them out. I think the Nuggets will be exhausted by the end of the series. I think the Suns will be exhausted by the end of the series. Uh, it could definitely go seven. I don't think it goes five in either direction, but I'll take Nuggets and six. I'll go, I'll go Nuggets and seven. I think it's, I feel good about the series. I don't feel great about it, but I do feel good about it. This is not one where I feel hopeless or like terrified. I, I do think that this is a series that probably has four blowouts and three close games. There's a lot of blowout uh, potential. If DeAndre Ayton gets in foul trouble, I think Nuggets have a great chance of blowing the doors off. Like that, their sons become so vulnerable. If Jamal Murray is off, Denver's so vulnerable. There's just a lot of ways where one of the teams could be put in a disadvantage and it spirals on them because when you go against good offenses, you're just prone to 15 to two runs. Like teams just hit shots. So I think this is a series where we might see some blowouts in each direction. But at the end of the day, Denver, to me, I just think is ready for this challenge. It's been a long time coming. It's been culminating in this. They're a flawed team. As great as they are at the top, they are a flawed team. And I think Denver's ready to take advantage of their flaws. I just want to point out that if the Nuggets win in five games or less, I will be insufferable for this entire like stretch. The whole, city of, the whole city of Denver, the whole state of Colorado will be. It's it's going to be unbelievable if that happens. There will, there will be a record number of Twitter deact like blue sky is going to gain so many new sun fans <laughs> if the nuggets win in five. i'm going to be so disrespectful it's going to be great but uh look i, I also think nuggets in seven i think that that's probably where, where it, it's it's probably the safest pick if you think that the nuggets are going to win and it's probably the right pick just because it, you gotta it comes down to whether you trust the team it comes down to whether you trust this group and and who you trust i, I trust nicole Jokic. i trust jamal murray and, and surprisingly i trust michael porter jr like i just the way that this team has risen to the occasion uh, throughout the first round series, but just, just in general, the, the levels that they reach during the regular season in that December, January, February stretch, like you, you knew that they were capable of this and they, they have the levels here. They have the ability here. And they also have just a, a veteran team now that understands who they are. They've been through all these trials. They've, gone through the ups and downs and they know what it takes in order to get through this moment so is it going to be tough yeah hell yeah it's going to be going to be pretty ugly at times but i think that this nuggets team is is built for that and i i just trust Jokic and murray especially to help guide them through uh we'll we'll see what happens though yeah i'm not gonna lie to you i've thought about this a lot um i'm i also think nuggets and six and i was i was close to going Nuggets in five, but I truly, I'm not going to lie to y'all, since February, I have just looked at the Sun defense, and I just don't, for me, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I just, I, I think, you know, if, if Kevin Durant's your best defender, I just think there's just so many options that you have available to you. Um, I think they're going to score, but I think that's the other side of this, is that the Nuggets are going to score, and I would even say they have the, they have a more valuable shot profile to them than the Suns do. So, you know, for me, it's just, I think the Nuggets have defenders that are not going to stop, but it's just, you know, can you make it difficult and can you play aggressive? And that's, I was not impressed at all during the Clippers series. Norman Powell, 42 points, Russell Westbrook, a resurgence. Is he going to get a $10 million contract next year because he was able to put up <laughs> 27, 8 and 8 versus the Phoenix Suns? You know, if he doesn't go 3 of 18 and 3 of 19, Matt, are we having a game today? You know, it, it's just one of those things. So, <laughs> you know, I just think that, uh, yeah, I, I think there's a little bit of that. I think the Nuggets, I personally think that that 21 matchup in particular, I think there's a left a really bad taste in their mouth. And I think that with – okay, let me not say bad taste. I think that I think that's going to give them some ammunition. Personally, that's just me. I, you know, I, you, 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 I could be wrong. Just I, me. Just yeah, me. Just, yeah. just you. Here's just the thing. Me. The media really – like, we all want to believe this because it, it makes for great storytelling. And, like – I think Adam would probably say like, well, they're just saying that and we don't know at least. I don't know. I don't, I just, I, this is also like just my general right. thing about NBA players is I don't think they take anything personally anymore. I just think it's all, 
it's it's all unless it's Dylan Brooks. Like they no, they, take, they take questions from the media personally. They, 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 don't, take, exactly. they don't take sweeps and clownings and everything else personally okay. on a basketball court. Have a nice summer, nerds, my man. Good to see you. What's up, big fella? <laughs> Care, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, I think it's gonna be a really good series, and uh, I think that you know we will be back uh, at some point um, talking about some playoff basketball. But I think it's gonna be a lot of fun, y'all. Any last final thoughts? Uh, I just want to say that Ryan and Adam are cowards because what they're basically saying is that this is a coin flip series and the Nuggets win because they have home court, and that's cowardly. Yeah. What if I told you it's just because Jamal Murray and Jokic are more clutch in Game Seven than? There you go. Okay, that's better. That's better. That's better. You already know that they're going to step up. You already know they're going to step up in the series. I think that Michael Porter Jr. hits a game-winning shot in this series, and that will that will be uh, Matt's absolute like like pinnacle of, of the, the the takes that he's going to have on that particular pot. I'm I'm looking forward to it for sure. Well, I, I, I don't know. I've, I've I thought MJ MJ was really good in the fourth quarter of last series. Like I think mm-hmm. he's, he's probably up acquitted at this point. No, what I'm hoping for is I I want Jeff Green to have a game-winning shot, and then I'm going. <laughs> to stand up on top of the press table that Ryan s- sits at. Is, there, must, there must be a lot of foul trouble if Jeff Green's in at the end of the game for a game-winning shot. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Jeff Green's going to have a, a, a game-winning bench celebration. It's gonna he's going to have uh, – By the way, Adam, uh, somebody mentioned in the comment section that <laughs> your Captain America, Matt Moore, is Professor X, Ryan, you're the Hulk, and then I'm Wolverine. How do you feel about that, Adam? <laughs> so good. <laughs> I mean, Captain America – with his shield, his frisbee shield is really <laughs> great. Okay. Granted that like the the power capability is pretty high, but ball guy in the wheelchair feels a little mean. <laughs> like, feels a li- like a little mean. Okay, a little on the nose there. A little, a little uh, I think I prefer being Bruce Banner more than I do Hulk, if I'm being honest. I just uh, I'll, I'll take that. I'm the analytics guy. We're good. <laughs> well, I think Matt, it's just uh, it's your brain power, your ability to the betting, sure. the ability to see sure. the future. That's how it goes. You sure. predicted you being MVP, and you you know, so you caught it before everybody else did. Don't get me started <laughs> on that. Get All right, all right, y'all. It's been an excellent show. Shout out to Brian, Adam, and Matt. Uh, man, you know, uh, let us know in the comment section what you think the series will be. This should be a great, great series. We've got some good basketball coming up on Saturday, 630 Mountain Standard Time. And until then, y'all, hey, we'll see y'all soon.